What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Wrestling Freaks Podcast. For anybody new here, welcome in, welcome in. Appreciate you being here. I am Crazy Eyes for Life, and let me see if I can get a hold of him. Uh, JMO, can you hear me? Try this. JMO, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I'm here, man. Alright. I thought I hit the unmute button and then it didn't. Whatever. So, how you doing gotta today? Get, gotta get better with that technology. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Adaptive. JMO, wake up! <laughs> oh, I'm good, man. Adaptive, how you doing, man? Yeah, welcome in, Adaptive. Good to have you, good to have you. You startled me? Yeah. Um, why does JMO sound... Like he's in a well? It could be... The only... Uh, the only... The only answer that I could possibly have to that is because it's through a Discord call and he's on his phone. Um, normally he would have his mic, but his mic is kind of MIA right now because his laptop's in service. So, yeah, it's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, yeah, more than likely. So, so I do apologize if the audio quality is um not not normal. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, hey, y'all. It's all good. Hey, at least you're here. That's all that matters. Well, I ain't got nowhere else to be. True. Um. So, what you want to talk about? Let me talk to you. Um. Well. Let's talk about this past week first, I guess, and then we'll maybe get into some news. Well, as far as I'm concerned, I can't talk about what's in the future, you know. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I'm good, but I ain't that good. Mm. You know, I haven't, I haven't figured out time travel yet. Well, when you, uh, when you do, let us know, because we could use it. Just saying. Um, so, this past Monday, let's start with Monday Night Raw, I guess, as usual. We'll just go in order. Um, <clears throat> I said it during the live reactions that uh, I think, uh, I mean, you, you actually said it last episode. And then I said it again during the live reactions that uh, I think WWE creative is uh, watching CEW and learning. 
Not me. As far as I'm concerned, they've been watching CEW and Mayhem for a while. Yeah. Mostly. Mostly. Uh, mostly, yes, mostly. But prime example of that of CEW as a whole. This past Monday night on Raw, they had a triple threat number one contenders match for the Intercontinental title. When I had a triple threat number one contenders for the Odyssey title, but my match was advertised first. Because the match card was actually, for this past Wednesday, was put out Friday of last week. So, again, WWE is watching CEW as a whole. Maybe. See, here's the other thing. You say that they're mo. Uh, they're. Uh, you say that they're watching mayhem more. What are the chances they're watching mayhem because it happens to be the same night of Monday Night Raw and literally like three hours before it? Hmm. Perhaps. What? All, all I gotta say is, is everyone in chat, hashtag get JMO paid. Yes, hashtag to get JMO paid because, you know, times are tough and I can't afford to pay him anymore. I said what I said. Anyway, um,. What did you yeah. think of Monday Night Raw this week, though? Like, te technically, I don't get paid by CEW, so I got to get paid somewhere. Uh-huh. And I said what I said. There it is. Hashtag JMO pay. Let's start that. Let's go. Because <laughs> we on the, uh, I mean, we on, uh, we on the gram now. So, you know, we have the platform to actually get those going i'm just saying anyway um yeah what did you think of monday night raw last week uh, i would say i would say i would say raw was pretty solid mm -hmm. i would too um as a whole, yeah as a whole I, i'd say it's solid og in the house how are you doing og I acknowledge my tribal ego. Oh my god, I forgot I had that. Okay. <laughs> Wait, crazy, you don't. You don't, hey, you don't pay your employees. <laughs> ne never has. Adaptive. Wet my secrets out, bro. <laughs> oh, that is no secret. I know. I can't even <laughs> pay myself, so you know what? Why do you think I'm streaming? Um, I'm doing crazy. Right. It, 
Crazy. Times are so bad right now, sometimes I got to fart just to get a cent in my pocket. True that. <laughs> He's pulling a Heyman. <laughs> hey. The funny thing about that is, Adaptive, Heyman is probably one of my idols. I'm, so. I mean, I'll take that. Um. I forgot I had that channel and redeem on, but apparently OG acknowledges her tribal eagle. I don't know if I should do it during the podcast. Uh. I mean, I can. I would say, I would say no. Okay. And we will work on those points okay. later. Adaptive said, "Do it." Adaptive's new to it, and so he doesn't know what that channel redeem does. Well, I mean, it, if you want to, that's on you. It might be kind of interesting, and you know, might be kind of it, it might help us a little bit on the gram. It might. So, I mean, if you want to, go ahead. Screw it. We're gonna do it. First time ever on the Wrestling Freaks podcast. Hold on. So, OG, anybody else in chat that doesn't know what this channel redeem does? Um, hold on, and I gotta find. I think it's that one. So, this is what happens when you redeem that you acknowledge your tribal eagle. You know it's getting serious when the glasses come off. Yeah, but if the glasses come off, y'all need to be careful because he can't see anything. Yeah. So this is what happens when you acknowledge your tribal eagle. Yeah. So yeah. is about to go down that's what happened JSM so that was unexpected <laughs> well you can thank OG because she redeemed it <laughs> but, we, I, but for those that don't know the OG Sheeble she is very unexpected and very unpredictable Oh, absolutely. But, but in the say, best way possible. Hang, hang on. Hang on. Okay. Awesome streamer. Awesome person. For those that haven't done it yet, y'all go check her out. Y'all go give her a follow. Because she's awesome. Absolutely. So, yes, you had to give me time. Sorry. But, yes, uh, like he said, if you are not following OG... Please go give her a follow. Tell him, uh, tell her the wrestling freaks sent you. So, um, what else on Monday Night Raw? Uh, we had the triple threat. We had 
That was a dude. I'm gonna tell you, there was a lot that went on on Monday. Yeah, there was, and apparently I've, on Friday too. But we'll get to that. I forgot a lot that of what went on on Monday. Oh, uh, Cody and Jay defended the tag team titles against Sammy and KO in the main event. Yeah. Um. That was, and again, we'll get to SmackDown, but. That was. That was a great match. I mean. It's Jay, Cody, Sammy, and KO. I don't know how you can necessarily get any better than that. Um. Oh, Drew challenged Seth Rollins at Crown Jewel for the World Heavyweight title. And apparently it is official. Yes. So that will be, I don't remember, kind of renewing a, a rivalry because these two have, memory serves me correctly, these two have faced each other before. Not for the world title, obviously, but probably for the universal title at the, at the time, I think. I think. I don't know. It's been a while. Pandemic screws up everything. Let's just say that. COVID, there it is. Yep. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. On that, what? in all honesty, you guys, especially because we have new chatters in here too, new, uh, new, newer audience, what did you honestly guys think of the COVID era? What did you guys, uh, what were you guys' thoughts on the Thunderdome? It could have been a lot worse. That's true. That's true. I mean, like, in all honesty, though, like, what did you guys, uh, what did you guys think? I mean, you can elaborate on that if you want to, JMO. Um. I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think I need to. I mean, it, it could have definitely been a lot worse than what it was. Are you doing mystery? Mystery, I did get your DMs, and I saw that you posted in the ticket as well. Um, I will, I will get to that after the show. So, towards the end, I feel, I felt like Drew was being overbooked. Um, you know what? That uh, that is a little, uh, that is pretty valid. That is uh, that is valid. He was, in in a way, he was overbooked. But again, they but, didn't necessarily. But, I mean, they did it right. They did it right. But he hasn't had a proper run. Well, he hasn't had a, a run since. He hasn't but, had a title run since. But the thing about it is. The fact, the, the reason he was booked the way he was is because there were so many people that needed to step away for a little while. Yep. Due to COVID. Yeah, due to illnesses. And the, the big one was Roman because of his leukemia. Yep. And he didn't, and he didn't want to take the chance of possibly getting sick. 
All right, perfect. I will grab them. I will be sure to grab them after stream or after the show. Um. No, and and I I agree. Sorry, I was reading the comments too. Um, you're you're good. What? Okay. Let me ask you hypothetically, and I know we're kind of getting a little off subject here or whatever. Um, it's what we do. It, yeah, it is literally what we do. Welcome to the show, guys. Um, hypothetically, I mean, obviously you can't, and I would know, you can't control it, but where do you think we would be today? Had Roman not relinquished the title due to his leukemia. How you doing, Evan? I mean... Do you think we would still be in the Tribal Chief era? Well, yes. I say era, but... Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Um... Because that was um, just before COVID, correct? I think. No, no, it was after. Oh, it was okay. His leukemia. Uh, leukemia was before. That's what. I, yeah, that's what I was asking. Yeah, but the fact is, he comes back. Yeah. Before COVID. But it was after COVID when we got into the whole tribal chief. Yeah. Bloodline story. Yep. Yep. In fact, isn't it like three, like exactly three years of Survivor Series or something like that? Close to it. Okay. Um. But yeah, where do you guys, uh, and again, I'll ask the chat too, where do you think, uh, where do you think we would be today had co and had not necessarily COVID but had Roman not relinquished the title due to his leukemia had he not had his leukemia resurface where do you think we would be today I I don't think we would still be, and I honestly don't think we would be in I think he would still maybe be the tribal chief but I don't think he would still be champion right now Yeah, he kind of turned on Jay since Jimmy was out bloodline would exist now that's a hot take that's a hot take uh, I think the bloodline mm. I think we would still have the bloodline story but I don't think it would be as big as it is yeah because if you think about it, 
one main reason we have that we have the the bloodline story, you know, as it is, is because Jimmy what was it Jimmy that got hurt? Yes. Okay. The main reason we have it is because Jimmy got hurt and then he come back later to save Jake. Yep. And what that done was that pushed Roman to that next level of this is who I am. You're going to listen to me. You're going to do what I say. And mm-hmm. nobody's going to put me any different. I, yeah, no, and you're absolutely right. I don't think, I, I, I completely agree. I don't think the Bloodline story would be as big as it is or and is or was depending on which way you look at it and i don't think again had the leukemia and had the leukemia not happened let's just say the leukemia not happened but the covid you know covid still did i don't think right now today i don't think roman would still be champion Because the bloodline wouldn't, uh, the bloodline story wouldn't be as big as it was. Um, because I don't think uh, the initial plans and the mem- and and if I remember correctly, and if you know anything about this, Jamal, um, feel free to speak up too. But I think the original plans. I don't think the bloodline story was even supposed to last as long as it did. Or it has, depending again, depending on way, uh, which way you look at it. I know the honorary Oost thing with Sami Zayn was not supposed to last as long as it did. But people, people enjoyed that. Like, oh, absolutely, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, I love, and I, I personally like. Uh, at first, I was like, when it initially happened, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then. Pretty much as soon as the Usi thing happened, and I'm like, okay, I'm hooked. I was maybe hooked a little bit before that, but. But I know for a fact that that particular part of the of the Bloodline storyline was not supposed to last as long as it did. Because Sammy is the one that actually said it. It was only supposed yeah. to last... I think he said something about like maybe like three or four months and it lasted like a year and a half. Something like that. Um, are you going? Are you going to watch Monday Night Raw? More than like, yeah, I should be. I should be watching it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't like to. I don't like to totally talk about my personal stream on the podcast, if I can help it. Um, but yeah, I plan on watching it. Um, well, I'm just. I'm just gonna throw this out there, and maybe, maybe, you know, your your local channel or whatever. 
won't get preempted again by something. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that was that was really weird. That is the first time in my wrestling fan career, I guess, that that has ever happened, to my knowledge. Um, like the Spectrum TV. Evan says, what's up, JMO? What's going on, Evan? Um, so, um, yeah, a lot of happened, a lot of happened on Monday Night Raw. We had the triple threat, number one contender, which, by the way, Bronson Reed, in case you didn't miss, uh, in case you missed Raw last week, um, tomorrow yeah, night on Monday Night Raw, it will be Bronson Reed and Gunther for the Intercontinental title. Yeah, and I, I missed Raw last week, but it's all good. Um... I was able to go back and catch a lot of it, so yeah, we're good. Okay. Uh, then we... Well, now that... Here's a question. Seven. Fourteen. Um, Twenty-one. Twenty-eight. Um, Thirty-five. Okay, we're done. <laughs> um, a lot... <laughs> I mean, being that we're going to talk about last week, we got it, and I mean, we might as well, everybody else is talking about it, the uh, quote-unquote Tuesday Night War last week between NXT and AEW Dynamite, Dynamite was moved up a night due to, I believe, baseball playoffs. Pretty sure. Something like, something like that. Um, as far as I'm, as as I'm concerned, there was no competition between the two. I, I would wholeheartedly agree. Wholeheartedly agree. Um, and not because, not just because I'm a WWE mark, but again, I didn't. And obviously, I didn't watch AEW Dynamite or. Title Tuesday, whatever the hell they called it. Um, but I know I have a gist of what happened. I'm pretty sure you do too, as well, JMO, or no? Yeah, yes, I do. Um, how you doing, Dark Maul? Ah, uh, Dommy. Dommy, sorry. How you doing, man? Welcome in. Um, Tuesday Night War, I mean, some people argue. And this is a, I honestly think, now looking back on it, it's, it feels like a valid argument. Um, Tommy, I'm doing great, man. Um, some people would argue that WWE didn't need to bring in Undertaker, to bring in Cena. Possibly possibly Cody Rhodes into NXT last week. But, you know, I I kind of understand why they brought in Cody. And I'm okay with it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. 
I mean, the fact that he come in and, you know, introduce, or, or introduce, you know, um, the Dusty Classic, I'm okay with that. 100%. I thought he was, an, an, even though he's our, uh, he's current tag team champions, I literally thought he'd be like, well, I thought he was going to say, like, yeah, I'm going to enter it myself. It'd be a little redundant, being that he was uh, that he was champion. So, because I think the winner, technically for the NXT, but I think the winner of that tournament or the winning team of that tournament gets a title shot. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that's how the tournament works. They get a giant trophy, but they also get a title shot. Yeah, yeah. When is, uh, but did they not have the Dusty Classic last year? I don't remember because he, uh, you know, he said he was. It was the return. They did, but I'm trying to remember who won it last year. I don't remember either. Oh, who, oh man, there goes my memory. Um. I can't remember who won the. I can't remember who won it last year. But the, it, it for sure was last year, right? Yes. Okay. So if anybody in, and if everybody anybody remembers who won the Dusty uh, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic last year, um, do you guys have anyone? Any pay per views for CW? Um, we're, and Evan, we're not going to talk about CEW here. Welcome back, Adaptive. Adaptive, maybe you can help us out. Do you happen to know, I don't know if you watch WWE or AEW, do you happen to know who won, who, uh, do you happen to remember who won the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic last year? I do. Who was it? Jamo and I can't remember who the hell won it, and I mean, we don't have to necessarily. We could, I guess, oh. but. Old oh, age kicking in. Mm hmm. Um. So, yeah, I mean, back to the Tuesday Night War. You don't think there was any competition, huh? Oh, absolutely not. You want uh, you care to elaborate on that a little bit? Well, I mean, I, I watched NXT, and then I went back and watched because I recorded AEW also. Okay. I went Appreciate back. That adaptive. Sorry. He said no one and Wesley won it. Last year, who Noah and Wesley are sorry, Nash. Sorry, Nash and Wesley. Oh, wait, okay, no. okay. He's, cor hey, okay. he's correcting himself. Okay, Creed Brothers won last year. 
Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Appreciate that, man. Anyway. So you recorded uh, Dynamite. Yeah. Um... Some of the, the the some of the segments and some of the matches just there they just to me mm-hmm. and you know this is personal preference to me none of them measured up to anything that. WWE and NXT done Tuesday. None of them. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah, AEW was decent from what I have seen before they've done. You know, I've seen stuff that they put on before and it was uh, Tuesday was just kind of uh, okay, yay. Yeah. You know. Now, Tuesday for NXT? Oh, dude, awesome show. All the way around. NXT 2017 to 2019 was peak wrestling. Absolutely. That was was black and gold, correct? Because 2.0 started in, like, 2020, I believe. 2020 or 2021, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, and no, I wholeheartedly agree. I love Black and Gold NXT. Adaptive said he loves everything and TakeOver and NXT. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wish they... I, I mean, I love that they... I love that NXT is, like, kind of... I guess hosting the older pay-per-views that we all love like no mercy and great american bash and halloween havoc and stuff like that but i kind of wish they would bring back the takeovers as well but i guess that's probably i and, and my guess is that the whole nxt takeovers are like kind of belong to that 2017-2019 era and new I don't know but I do I do like that NXT is trying to bring back the nostalgic value of the old and, and the old pay-per-views that we all love so No Mercy was No Mercy was one hell of a paper uh, pay-per-view to come back for me to come back to NXT. And it was well worth it. So. Because I stopped. Um, for anybody that doesn't know. I stopped watching NXT after 2019. Or after. Like as soon as they switched over to two, uh, 2.0. I'm like nah. I'm. Nah. So. And now I'm kind of getting back into it. So. Um, no, but as far as the Tuesday Night War, I guess you could say, um, now this was, uh, so Jama, correct me if I'm wrong, or Chad can correct me if I'm wrong, this was like a one-off thing, right? I think Dynamite's back to Wednesday nights this week, or, 
Yes. Okay. Um. Now I mentioned earlier that um, someone argued that there was no uh, like there was, I mean there's no uh, there was no competition or they didn't need to bring back Taker or Cena, because Tuesday nights is NXT's home. So, the people that are arguing that, that they didn't need to bring him in, like, they're saying that they didn't need to bring him in because NXT's always been on Tuesday. I mean, yeah, they started on Wednesday nights or whatever, but they had to move to Tuesday nights because, because AEW was beating them. Or at least that's what we're told. That, and that's why they had to move to Tuesdays. But NXT has the home of, of Tuesday nights. So they're going to put on, from what I hear, they're going to put on that quality of, of a show every week. Where Dynamite had to move to Tuesdays and kind of adapt a little bit. I don't know. So that and that's what they're arguing. And I, and I, I think it's a valid argument. I do, um, because you know uh, of the simple fact that NXT is used to uh, to Tuesday nights now. But I think they they also wanted to kind of stick it to Tony Khan, and that's maybe why they brought the people in, like Cena, Taker, Heyman. Um, then we go to SmackDown. I'm going to ask you flat out, JMO. What did you, I mean, you were able to watch it. I was not, um, at least live. What, what did you think of, uh, like, what were your initial thoughts of SmackDown this week? Or last week, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Smackdown Smackdown was another solid solid show I mean again I didn't get to watch it live but I know I know what happened um, I know like the promos um... well again I've done my best to keep everyone updated no not uh, like not just through you but I've seen literally like highlights of it it's I mean WWE does a good job actually of like reposting like the highlighted moments of like on their own TikTok so and other socials I guess so it is a social media era whether we like it or not so um what was your okay what was your Um, why do I want to ask this? What was your first? What's the first thing uh, that comes to mind? What like, like what's the first segment that that pops in your head when you think of SmackDown last week? Oh, the oh, it would it would have to be the beginning of SmackDown when Cena come out. And was kind of cut a little bit of a promo, 
and then all of a sudden Roman come out and he's like oh well you're here so you must want a title shot and Cena pretty much looked at him and said no I don't want a title shot because I ain't earned it but I know someone that has and then LA Knight come out and cut dude <laughs> LA Knight is top notch right now oh absolutely he's on fire when it you know cause his promos are just spot on and his dude his his ring work backs up his promos for a guy like he's he's not a small guy and he's not contrary to what people might may or may not know he's he's not a young guy either but he's not old like for a guy that's in like literally in his 40s he can still move like he's in, the, in like he's in his 30s or even like late 20s like the guy is athletic as hell yeah um so he's definitely backing up what he's saying i mean and, and at first i will admit i will admit when LA Knight was in NXT, I didn't know, like, the funny thing is, I think one of the last times I watched NXT is when LA Knight, like, first came in to NXT. And then I got, and like, not because, not because it was boring or whatever, like, uh, or anything like that, but I just fell off of NXT. I literally, like, I'm not even gonna lie, I literally forgot about the show. <laughs> but... When LA Knight was coming into NXT, I'm like, who the hell is this guy? You know, I didn't know he was coming from uh, from TNA um, or Impact, whatever you want to call it. But at first... And I'm just, just going to throw this out there and say his work in TNA is or was even better than what he's doing now. Really? Oh, yeah. In what sense? What his promos and just his whole his whole his whole character in when he was in TNA. It okay. What he's doing now? Okay, what he's doing right now mm -hmm. is almost impact level. Okay. Not quite. Impact, I don't know. There was just something that while he was in Impact that he was able to do and say more than they're allowing him to in WWE. And that's what makes it just that little bit better. Okay. Okay. Again, I didn't really know. I didn't know... I didn't know of his TNA work until somebody, like, brought it up to me or whatever, and then I, like, saw clips of him. I didn't go out of my way to look it up, but, you know, I just, all of a sudden, he just surfaced. I was like, oh, alright, cool. But, 
from what I can tell from the small clips that I've seen of his TNA thing and what he's doing now, it sounds a lot like the same character. It it's it's close. I mean, other, uh, other than L.A. Knight versus E.Y. Drake. So I'm saying it's close because, you know, and we all know that Impact allows their guys to say so much more than what WWE does. That's just, everybody knows that's just the way it is. Well, it's also, AEW, and, and I mean, it's also programming. But AEW allows their guys and girls to say so much more than what WWE does. No, no, you're right. But again, it's also because of networking. Yeah, it, yeah. So, you know, if if they would if they would let him just go completely off and just say what he wants and say what he what he's thinking, oh, dude. Nobody would be able to touch him in WWE at, on promos or anything. But if they would let him go, because he was a heel in Impact, right? To start, yeah, to start. But he got so over that he was... You remember how Stone Cold was, where he was a heel... But he was so over that mm -hmm. everybody wanted him to be the baby face, but he was still that ill character. Yeah. That's what he was in Impact. So he was of, a heel it's kind character. of ironic that he you're was, using Stone Cold as a comparison. But, I mean, that's what he was in Impact. He was a heel character that was making fun of people just talking about him like crazy, but everybody liked him. And that's what he was in when they brought him into NXT as well. But M but his impact character was better. Okay. I'm gonna have to take your word for it because I again I didn't see his character in Impact. So, um, going uh, back to SmackDown. Now I want to get your thoughts on this, JMO, and and chat. We have a new, we are, we have the return of general managers of both Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. Adam Pierce being the general manager of Raw, and Nick Aldis as the general manager of SmackDown. What do you uh, what do you guys think of this? And for those that don't know, Nick Aldis is husband to Mickey James. And for the old TNA Impact fans, Nick Aldis is the former Magnus. Yes. But the ironic, hold on. Wasn't Magnus, wasn't he in WWE before, too? He might have been, but it was for a very short stint. 
But uh, you know what I mean? Like, why don't I? I don't know I, why. That's what I'm saying. If he was, it was for a very short stand. And I mean, if anybody went, else in the chat can help uh, clarify this too. Because uh, for some reason, when I when I think of Magnus, if he was in WWE, I I'm I know it's not him, but I'm I'm thinking like the era of. Rene Dupree and um oh what the hell was his name Robert something can't remember uh, Robert Conway Rob Conway or yeah I, and, and again I don't think it's and I don't think it's him but for some reason I immediately think of that era if Magnus was in WWE or W, uh, I think was that w, uh, that wasn't quite WWF yet. I think they just switched over to WWE. Anyway, um, what do you guys think? Uh, what do you guys think of Nick Aldez as the new GM of SmackDown? Okay. Um, I'm okay. No, wait a minute. I'm going through and looking again. This is his. This is his first stint and first run in WWE. Okay, that's fine. I just I feel like he might have been. Chances are, honestly, chances are he probably was in WWE, but he was like a jobber or something. Because a lot of people don't know it that AJ Styles and Samoa Joe were. A jobber or uh, one of those like kind of whenever they had like a either a dark match or one of those what we always used to call is like a squash match versus home like the hometown talent or whatever yeah Styles and Samoa Joe were periodically them little uh trivia fact for you um but what are your thoughts on it Jamo? of him of not only the return of general managers for our shows and uh, but what do you think i'm okay with it i mean it i mean it because, you know, like Triple H was saying, that Adam Pierce has been doing all this backstage work for both Raw and SmackDown for so long. Mm -hmm. You know, and don't get me wrong, I like Adam Pierce, okay? But to, you know, 
too much is you know it, it's always it's always best to have things in moderation mm -hmm. and adam pierce is one of those things <laughs> i'm interested I, i'm interested to see what nick is going to bring to smackdown And how long... I mean, you said he is the husband of Mickey James. You know, how... Well, from what I understand, she's, she's still got... Uh, almost... I think... I think she's got like 18 months or so left on her contract, roughly. Okay. I think... It, it might be shorter than that from the last time I've seen. Um, Could be. But it wouldn't surprise me if she comes in eventually and comes back. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Um, but here's the other thing I will say on the whole general manager front. Yes, I like it, but unfortunately... Fortunately and unfortunately, um, do you watch, uh, do you know Sons of Anarchy? I know of it, yes, but I don't watch it. Um, the, uh, fortunately and unfortunately, due to, um, WWE's history, I know they're under new ownership, so that, I don't know, it could be something new, but the track record of general managers don't seem to last very long. Because people, and people... But, yeah, I'm going to tell you why. Sure. And I'm just going to put this out there, and... You'll, you'll probably tell me, oh, well, that's just not right. <laughs> the reason they don't last long was because of Vince McMahon. Everything just comes back to Vince. Well, of course it does. But the reason it, the, let, let me let me elaborate on that because I know you're going to ask me to. But the reason for that is because he always wanted 100% total control of what was said and what was done. True. And, you know, yeah, what you were seeing on TV was all Vince's doing. Um, I'm sure it was. And now was. that... And I'm kind of glad we're talking about this too um now that triple h is 100 percent head of creative Segway, by the way yeah well i'm i'm just now that triple h is 100 percent head of creative he's probably going to bring in adam pierce and nick aldis a, you know, along with the creative team and get their ideas because we all know Triple H has said from day one 
he has an open door policy and he um, expects the talent and the people to use it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he will, you know, he's going to bring them in to creative meetings and get their ideas. Mm-hmm. And that's going to that's going to matter a lot now that we don't have one person making all the decisions. Okay. On that note, let me uh, let me pose this question to you. Now that Triple H is a hundred percent in control of creative. Vince is no longer in the picture, like, period. He's probably still part of the company or whatever. I don't think, but I don't think he, he has any say so anymore. He, he is, he's still getting paid. Well, yeah, he's getting but, paid, but he has nothing well, to do with. Yeah, but he, he still get he still get paid by the company, but he, he does not have majority control anymore. So, if there is someone else that doesn't like an idea or whatever, they can immediately overrule it, and not everything is, you know, his final decision. Mm-hmm. So, so, again, that brings me to today, and, and that brings me to this question. Now that Triple H is under control and uh, under creative control, what's what is one of the things, and especially now that there's general managers, what is one thing that you hope to see on each show? I already know my answer. Well, I want to see wrestling. I mean, well, I mean, what are you asking? Now that creative, and uh, now that creative is under Triple H, completely, and there's general managers. What's one thing that you hope to see on each show? I get that, but like, as far as what? Anything. I don't know what. What is your answer? I want to see the quote-unquote undercard pushed more. The guys that we don't get to see a lot of. Um, and basically what I'm trying to uh, what I'm trying to say is I don't want the same repetitive people getting the title shot after title shot after title shot utilize the roster that you have and I have a feeling with Triple H under control 
I I got a hunch that we're gonna see that a lot more. Well, we're I mean we're already seeing that already. Yeah, I know we're seeing it, but I want to see more of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I still want to see like the home, uh, like the, you know, the Seth Rollins and the and the Cody Rhodes. Like, I, obviously, I still want to see them and stuff like that. But like for their titles, people. Oh, I mean, take Gunther for instance. I mean, yeah, we're getting it, but at the same time, in a way, we're not. Like, let's just use Gunther, for instance. I want to see people more like Chad Gable. Fuck, throw Otis in there. Um, the people well, uh, that... I can, okay, I can say this. And... <laughs> I would be okay... under Triple H if we didn't see these year, year and a half long title runs. 100%. 100%. Said it before and I'll say it again. I, nah. want, the, I want the titles to change hands periodically. Now, nah. nah. Would I be okay with long undefeated streaks? Yes. Yes. Yep, I would yeah. too. I would but, too. But it's got to be the right person under the right circumstances. Without getting a title shot. Okay. What's one name? Uh, what's one name that you uh, that comes to mind? Uh. Oh Lord. Um. I can't think of anybody right this second that that actually deserves it. Um. Hold on. Evan, you know, uh, you know that this, that has already happened before, right? Are you aware that that's one of the storied rivalries of those two? I just want to make sure that you're aware of it. in a rematch so are you talking about like today who would he's asking John Cena versus Edge who would win okay today John Cena versus Edge Cena One is health, but one is health is better, and two he's in better shape. 
You think Cena's in better shape right now? Yes. I don't think he is. Okay. Cena's always, uh, even said on the press conference that if I want to perform at the caliber that the fans are expecting, I need to get back into shape. He said that on the press conference of Fastlane. Okay. Okay. Um. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, Evan. I really don't. I really don't. I don't know who would win because. If the match, it's kind of a double answer because if the match, let's just say the match happened, say tomorrow, I would probably give it to Edge because he's in more ring shape. But if it were, if if it was advertised that it's, say at Rumble, because they've never had a one-on-one. Edge and Cena have never had a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. Um, so, like, if it was, if, if it was announced, but again, I would pick Edge right now, but, but, if there was build to it, if it was announced, say, uh, say the news broke, God forbid, because Edge is in AEW now. If the news broke, you know, next year in Philly, let's just say, uh, let's just use Mania. I feel like if the news broke and it's, uh, say we're getting Edge versus Cena at, May- at WrestleMania 40, I'd give it to Cena. Because it's the build to it. And Cena, Cena would probably get, like, Cena, I think, would probably put in the work. Not that he needs to or whatever, but I think he would, I think he would probably put in the more, uh, more of the training. Um, and then I would probably, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with Cena. I'm not, and, and back to you, Jamal. I'm not saying Cena's not in shape. He is, but he's he's definitely not in the shape that he was. And I think that's what he was. I think that's what Cena was getting to at that press conference. That he goes, yeah, I know I'm. I know I'm getting up there in age. I know they're. I'm limited or whatever, but but yeah, somebody asked him. I think that was when the question was, you know, Hollywood calls or whatever. I'm gonna come back or I'm gonna go back because you know I had projects working on whatever, but um, Jamal, you still here? Yeah, um, just go ahead. Um, so, Nick, oh, oh, and then we finally found out who was getting traded to SmackDown from Raw. 
And I don't want to say I told you so, but I kind of told you so. Pretty sure... I'm pretty sure it was one of the last episodes we actually did. I didn't necessarily say it was going to be him, but I said, and I do remember saying that I could picture it being him. And in, and who is him? None other than KO. Kevin Owens is back on SmackDown. So Jey Uso was traded for Kevin Owens. And quite honestly, I'm, I actually couldn't be happier for it. Because not, not that I want to split up Sammy and KO, but KO needs KO needs another single title. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it that way. Whether it's the United States title or the uh, undisputed or whatever the hell it's called, Universal title or whatever, he just needs another singles title. How you doing, Fernando? Your thoughts on KO, Jamal? I mean, it's it's one of those situations that it was a good trade. But no, no, there's no oh, but. Okay, I was just kind of expecting it. Sorry. No, it's a good trade. We're gonna get to Only... that, Evan. Go ahead. It's a good trade only if. He is used correctly on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I mean, if they're just if they're just putting him on SmackDown just to make the rosters even, you know, whatever, then and they and they just kind of bring him over and not giving the push that he actually needs and actually deserves because of everything that he's done over the years, then that particular that particular trade was absolutely worthless. Yeah. No, I and uh, I I see what you're saying there. How you doing, Double B? No, I I, I agree. I I agree. Kevin uh, Ko needs to be pushed. Um, and that's but why. But I'm I... not. But I'm also not saying that he needs to just be pushed right into a title picture. And just be elevated to a point over everybody. I'm not saying that, but 
he also doesn't need to just be brought in and just okay you're facing this person this person and this person and you've got to lose to them because they're a younger talent you're an older talent and we're just bringing you in to pretty much make them look good and and elevate them that doesn't need to happen i don't think that's and i don't think I honestly don't think that's even KO. I mean, you yeah, he's going to put on... Uh, no, I do. I do. But... You know... But they, I, and but I'm they, saying on that note, negotiations were obviously made. Yeah. You know what I mean? Also, but they also don't need to bring him in and just make him win every single match either i know so there needs to be a balance there i mean if you think about it he hasn't had a hey, he hasn't had a single win since him and sammy were champions yeah but but you get what I mean, though. They don't. No, I do. To, I do. There needs to be that. There needs to be that. That. That even level ground that they need to run with him. Oh, 100 percent. And I think. I mean, we don't know a whole lot about him as GM yet. But I think Nick Aldis is the guy to do it. Because I think... I think... I'm, I am I personally think... He, I, I, I'm glad he's on SmackDown. Because Pierce... Even when he was with Sammy... Welcome back. Adaptive. Um... Even with you, uh, when he was with Sammy, um, I mean, yeah, they were pushing him as as tag team champions. But if you watch, if you go back and watch, if you go back and watch some of the last segments of Sammy and KO, even as champions and since they lost the champions, the mannerisms by KO, yeah, I know that's a big word. But like the facial expressions, the uh, the attitude, whether it was character work or not, you could kind of tell. You could kind of tell Ko was uh, getting a little bored. A at least that's what I saw. I mean, yeah, he was proud to be with his best friend and his brother K and Sami Zayn, but. Like, even the storylines they ran with them as... Yeah. Like, even, you know, even some of the storylines that they ran uh, they ran with them as champions and as a tag team, you could kind of tell it in his, like, in his voice, in his body language, that he was just like, okay, seriously, we're doing this again? So... And again, it could be character work, it could be personal, or whatever, but if it is personal, he, uh, like, KO is, KO is that gem 
is one of those gems that WWE has. For a, a quote-unquote sort of bigger guy, he can move. And he's athletic. So, I mean, he had champion... Uh, he's a former champion in his own right, so I think they need to... In my personal opinion, again, not immediately, but they need to put him, start putting feelers out there of him in a singles title picture. Can you imagine the promo battles? Just imagine this for a second. You imagine the promo battles of KO and LA Knight? Because KO has proved it that, like, when he and when his heart's in it, um, when his uh, when his heart's in it, like his, you know, uh, JMO, you have, uh, you and I have gone on record that we love those promos that are real. Dark country in the house. What's going on, man? They mess up our big, big guys who can, who can move. Samoa Joe and Keith Lee, apt 100%. 100%. They, I, in my personal opinion, those two names alone, adaptive, in my personal opinion, WWE fucked up um, when they lost them. And... It's sad, and it's sad that Samoa Joe got let go twice. So, JMO, I'm here. I'm just go ahead. I'm uh, I'm, I'm waiting I'm, for you to talk. I'm, no, I'm listening. Go ahead. No, I'm I'm literally waiting for you to talk because. Okay, about, I mean, you were, you were talking about, no, you were talking about KO and, you know, about how he was doing things, and, I mean, yeah, I was, I was listening. Yeah, I just want you to chime in so that I'm not taking over the entire thing. Well, I, I, I'm going to wait for you to get done. I'm done. <laughs> okay. But... When, when the, I would definitely have to agree that when they let KO go off in his promos, he is one of the best. Absolutely. I mean, there is there is absolute zero question about that now do they need to let everybody do that 
that would depend on the person and have they earned it. Because there for a little while, this is going back old school, and I hate to say old school because it's only been 25 years ago. 100% adaptive. 100% yes. Yes. Go ahead. 25 years ago? Because it's only been 25 years ago, and I'm saying old school. Oh, my God. Look at The Rock and Austin. When they first come in, their promos were scripted. Mm -hmm. They were told... Either they were told what to say, or they had, like, little bullet points that they had to hit. You know, late 90s, you know, early 2000s to, like, 05-ish or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's when they started letting Austin and The Rock just go off, say what they wanted, when they wanted, depending on who they were talking to. They earned that right to be able to ad-lib their promos. Some guys do still need bullet points and their promos written for them because they're just not sure how to do it. L.A. Knight and Kevin Owens, those are two guys. Let them go out there. Let them just say what's on their mind to whoever they are promoing against and they'll never have to write another promo for either one of them ever again. Yes. But. The other, uh, my somewhat counter argument to that, not the KO and LA Knight part, but your part of people need to earn it how do you earn it if you're never given a chance again bullet points basically basically what I mean by that is whoever is whoever comes up with the promo right what they'll do is they'll is they'll make a little point, you know, little you know, little little circle or whatever, and say, okay, make sure you touch on this, but then, you know, you know, you can pretty much make a promo, right? But make sure you touch on. But make sure you touch on this point. But you're not. Uh, you're not hearing the question, James. Let me finish. Let me finish. What you do is you make those little bullet points. You say talk about this. Make sure you hit this point. 
talk about this, make sure you hit this point. That's when you have those guys go into meetings with creative. You have them sit there or stand there, whichever it might be. And basically they're going to promo school like they used to run in NXT. You don't send them out there to just automatically do it in front of a crowd and then possibly mess up. You give them the bullet points, you tell them what they can say, you give them ideas, and then they have people in there that they're cutting a promo with, and they cut a promo against whoever they might be feuding with at the time, or whoever they're cutting a promo against at the time. You have them in there with a group of people, you have them cut the promo that way, and it, it makes them better instead of having to be out in a crowd of, you know, 15,000 people and run into another um, uh, Roman situation that he's sitting there trying to remember what his lines are. Adaptive says make sure you can, uh, you can ride with those training wheels first. Exactly. Which is why, which is why I'm saying, kind of have them that you know that promo school that they used to have in NXT before they put them on TV and had them run, did. you know, had them run by themselves. Hey, look, you got to crawl before you walk. You got to walk before you run. Well, so, not in my just, niece's case. She completely bypassed crawling. Okay. Just saying. But do you understand what I mean now? Yeah, I do. Okay. You ask, how can you do that if you never give them the chance? You give them a chance, but don't give them, but don't put them out there in front of, you know, ten or fifteen thousand people okay. who struggle. Because if you put them in that many people and they struggle, then you're basically what you're doing is you're taking away their confidence of trying to get better at cutting promos but and coming up and coming up with their own their own individual thoughts to try to make that character better. I, no, I agree, but and I and and I agree with what you guys are saying, but yeah, you do the uh, you do the little training, but at the same time, whatever happened to taking a shot? 
what what you what and what you do is when when you feel that they okay when you feel that they're ready when they feel they're ready then you put them out there and you go okay well you got this bullet point you got this bullet point everything else is on you and go and if they possibly if if you give them that and then they possibly struggle and then fail you gave them a shot and now you know what they can and cannot do again yeah and and, and I agree but like how and that's the other uh, that's the other thing that apparently is the problem and it might change now now that Vince doesn't have any control as well but supposedly that's the problem because nobody's willing to take a chance well both and the that's creative the, and the talent and that's when you and that if if nobody is willing to step up to possibly take that chance then they're going to continue to have stuff written for them throughout their whole career and everybody's going to know and I mean that character's just not going to get any better individually and that's that is all on that person it's not on creative it's all on that person for not trying to get better but now when you've got somebody like like Kevin Owens like LA Knight um I'm just gonna throw this name out there because you know me I'm a huge fan you know Ricochet you get somebody like him that steps up and says hey I want to have I want to have this rivalry with this person I want to start cutting my own promos against this person I want to go out there I want to learn and I want to learn about everything they've done in the past some personal stuff maybe but you know a lot of character work that they've done in the past I want to learn you get somebody like him and you start doing those bullet points and you start giving him a chance but what I'm saying yeah. and what I'm trying to get to is what I mean by whatever happened to taking a shot is apparently apparently because obviously we don't know but apparently everybody is literally scared or something or at least was when Vince was under control that to literally take a chance because everybody was scared because everybody knew 
that if Vince did not like what was written, that he would come in immediately, rip it up, and say, everybody start over. But here, but when, when I'm... With Triple H, that goes back to they need to start bringing people in to the creative meetings and people need to start using that open door policy that Triple H has got and not be scared. People are just going to have to step up and start being more confident and just go to Triple H and ask for help. But, and, and, and another point, what I'm trying, uh, what I'm, I guess, trying to get to is what if what if hear me out on this let's just take trying to think of a name that we don't really see okay uh, fine we'll just say uh, we'll just use ricochet had Ricochet, and I mean, Ricochet's been kind of like sprinkled in and out of TV. He's got a Falls Cone Anywhere match against Shinsuke tomorrow on Monday Night Raw. Um, but what, I, uh, what I'm trying to say is what if I mean, again, we know that, that scripts now our, our promos are scripted, right? And I'm gonna use and I'm gonna use Ricochet, and I'm gonna kind of use you and I as an example for people in CEW. We had given the advice, JMO. You and I have given advice to certain individuals, multiple individuals, wanting to cut a promo. And you and I have said, you don't need to necessarily go after somebody. Correct. So what I'm uh, what I'm trying to get at is why does somebody need to be in a storyline every single time? Let's just say let's again let's just use Ricochet, right? Let's just uh, grant a. Uh, Let's just uh, let's scenario this uh, for a second. Let's just say Ricochet and, and Nakamura is not happening tomorrow. Ricochet is not in a storyline. Not uh, Nakamura's not in a storyline. Whatever that match isn't happening, right? What if without Story drives, uh, story drives character, absolutely. But uh, what I'm saying is, what if not creative involved yet? But what I'm saying is, like, let's just, uh, like, a talent that literally wants to get their name out there, right? Literally off script, grabs a mic. Whether before, after a match, whatever, backstage segment, whatever it is. What if they, um, 
that was NXT. Yeah. Um. Like, what if uh, what if they grab a mic and literally take a chance on themselves? Cut a promo to the best of their ability, whether they're good or not. Getting uh, like literally putting their name out there. Again, not okay. going after any specific person. But I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you the absolute biggest example of that. And it's happened uh and it actually happened not too long ago. And I'm and I'm just gonna and I'm just gonna give you the name and then I'm gonna give you the promo that he cut. Okay. Braun Strowman. Okay. During a match, he went out during the match, grabbed the mic, and he cut that promo where he told them if they wanted some they needed to step up and if they wanted to get involved they were going to get these hands he done that during a match and it was not scripted that was all on him okay i don't remember where that uh, when that was but do you remember when he cut that promo and it all of a sudden come up to, you know, get these hands. Kind of, and then all yeah. Of, and then all of a sudden, you had shirts and signs mm -hmm. that just all of a sudden popped up, you know, you're going to get these hands. Mm -hmm. He yeah, done that on that. an episode of Raw. Out of nowhere, in the middle of a match. Was that the uh, was that the tag team battle royal thing that he entered by himself? It might have been. And then that set uh, set up him and the kid at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But again, and 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 again, that's a great example. But I guess but yeah, I, I I guess yeah, what I'm trying to get at is uh, why uh, why does Every single script. I, I, I understand what scripted. you're asking. I understand what you're asking about. Why does it have to be in a rivalry or against somebody? It doesn't. It doesn't. But it helps. Well, I know. Have, I know it helps. It helps if you have somebody to come back at you while you're talking to them because if you're standing there and just saying something to somebody without rebuttal then you know in your mind you're thinking okay i'm talking to somebody is it okay if i don't have a rebuttal to it which is why i'm saying to do it if you're going to have a rivalry or have a match with somebody or whatever it can set up matches great 
but then eventually it's going to lead into a small rivalry. Yeah, and that's, like the, that's what I'm trying to get at. Just like the one that he had with uh, Velveteen Dream in NXT. Mm-hmm. Whenever he, you know, whenever he jumped over. I know. Yep, jumped I know. over the top rope, landed on his feet. I know. That was all impromptu. Nobody knew he was gonna do it. I know. Which is why, which is why Velveteen Dream, and that's why everybody in the crowd just went absolutely nuts. Yeah, and I know. So, but yeah, I'm not saying it has to be rivalry driven to cut a promo but it helps to have somebody in the ring looking at you and giving again giving rebuttal to what you're saying but what I and and, and and I and I get that I get that but what I'm talking about is the names that we barely get to see again not starting a storyline with anybody just names that we barely get to see literally putting their name out there to get us as the fans like holy shit this person wants this person wants a fight I didn't even you know what I mean like kind of give us that reaction of like holy Christ I didn't even know this guy would even work for WWE and that's okay exactly yeah, do that. That's fine. And that's what uh, that's what uh, that's what I think uh, is. But the way that you get them, okay, and this whole discussion started. How would you get that? What you do is you give them the little bullet points backstage, and have them work on it backstage and in meetings before they go out there in front of tens of thousands of people. That's what I, that's not what I'm talking about. It's not what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm talking about off script. Taking a chance on yourself. Like unplanned. Get creative talking about you. Okay, then that Okay, that's where that's where that's on them. Exactly. To go, hang up. That's when it's on them to go into a creative meeting. You go into a creative meeting. You tell them what you want to try, what you think would be a good idea, and. If they tell you, you know, we can talk later, or Triple H looks at you and says, "Come see me later," you go sit, you go see him, you sit down with him, you come up with an idea in your mind, you kind of give him an idea about what you're going to say, because nobody now, now it's just not going to happen now. Nobody's going to go out there. And WWE is going to allow them 
to say any and everything they want to say with with it being the rating that we're under now so you actually have to go in and give them an idea about what you're going to say and they have to approve it if it's okay if it's okay yeah they'll tell you to go out there shoot from the hip but make sure it's within parameters and make sure it's within our ratings but again what i'm saying is don't even go to and i mean you would have to i'm i know but why not take a chance on yourself i know you have to go to creative but what i'm saying in this particular situation is fuck creative at first okay i'm exact hold on no 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 no. hold on if you want to do that then you stand a chance of going out there and saying something that you shouldn't say that's uh, that's you know you start a cuss word or whatever that you shouldn't say on television and what that's going to do is that's going to get you in trouble and that's going to make it where they're going to shut you down immediately from coming up with your own promo and then they're never going to allow it again but what i uh, but double v just said crazy trying to get wwe folks fired i'm not trying to get them fired i'm trying to get them to take a chance when i'm and to your point yes they're uh, they're under certain parameters but what i'm saying is if somebody you literally just used braun exam of uh, braun Strowman as an example that was all on him creative have nothing to do with that what I'm saying he, is do that. But he uh, but he also didn't he also didn't start cussing at somebody either. I'm not I, I never said anything about cussing. I'm not saying you did, but what I'm trying to say is if you put them out there and then they automatically think, okay, yeah, I can say what I want. Some of them, some people might get the idea that, oh, well, if they're going to allow me to say what I want and I accidentally slip up with a cuss word. Again, that's, that's on them. That's going to look bad on me. And, and, and 100%. But what I'm saying is, like... The point I'm trying to get across is take a chance on yourself. Obviously, if you're under WWE long enough, you know the parameters. You should know what you can and cannot say. What you would hope so, but remember, whenever The Rock come out a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and <laughs> he was talking bitch to ass up. Huh? Shut your bitch ass up. And remember, they were remember they had to start uh, muting and censoring, you know, him on the mic. Yeah. 
So, and the again, yeah, because remember, the crowd picked up on it and started saying the same thing. And they kept, and they have, were having to mute the crowd, and it all started because of what The Rock said. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, if you've been there long enough, yes, you should know what you can and cannot say. Rock's been there long enough, he should have known better. Did he get in a little bit of trouble backstage? Actually, yes, he did. Oh, I didn't know but, he it, what, but it wasn't as bad as somebody that's not as over and not as established as he is. Mm-hmm. If you get somebody out there that's younger, not as established, dude, they're going to get tore a new one and probably never be allowed to speak on TV again. Well, and, and, and again, I, and I'm just vague point. Is that talent willing to take that risk? That's what I, That's what I'm trying to get at is I feel like some WWE talent aren't willing to take a risk on themselves. And that's and that's their fault. That's their own fault. Exactly. That's all I was trying to get at. I wasn't trying to get people fired. Like they always oh, yeah. say and, and you know, they're always saying like the new people that are coming in, oh yeah, I want a main event WrestleMania and I want to be a champion here. Well, why are you in WWE? Yeah, because I want to be a champion or whatever. You're not going to get there unless you get people talking about you. And you know, and again, that's fine. But you also have to understand that you have parameters that you have to fall in in between. Yeah. Before you before you go out there and just start going off script. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. That's that's my argument in this. I am not arguing one bit. Not one bit am I arguing that guys do not need to go out there and start trying to become um what's the word I'm looking for? Um individuals. <laughs> no, individuals. No, I'm not saying that they don't need to go out there and become individuals for themselves in their promos. They don't, you know, they absolutely need to go out there. They need to be real. They need to be individuals for their character. Mm-hmm. I'm not arguing that. My argument in, in this is that they need to understand that if they go out there and they want to take that chance and you know um push themselves in a promo mm-hmm. they have to understand there are parameters that they need to fall into and in between before they go out there and start talking and they need to understand that if they go over that then they are looking at major trouble if they are not already established. Right. 
they need to be careful, which is why, yes, they need to go in and have a talk with Triple H beforehand so that they can kind of tell Triple H, hey, I've got an idea about what I want to say out there. And then Triple H is going to ask him, okay, or tell him and ask him, is it within our ratings parameters? And if it is, can you keep the whole promo that way? If the answer is yes, and then they go out there and do it, more power to them. Mm-hmm. But, but they still need authorization and the confidence from somebody backstage to let them do it. That's that's my argument that they need to let somebody backstage know and get approval from them to let them know, okay, look, you've got these lines you've got to fall into before you do it. If you don't, you know, you're you're looking for trouble. Mm No, I, I, I agree. It, no, and I do. I do, and and again, that comes down, and it comes down to the TV and uh, TV rating that they're in. But that, but that was my argument. They, I know. You know, you know that they they absolutely need approval to be able to do it from somebody backstage that knows what the you know that knows what they're doing. Before they just send somebody out there and go, okay, well, if you go out there and you drop, you drop a cuss word every other, you know, every other word, then you know, you're never gonna be allowed to do this again. Mm-hmm. No, I and and I agree, I agree. I was just, you know, you made your argument, I made my my argument, and we somehow met in the middle. Yeah, yeah, but but, but that's, that's just, just where, where I'm getting. I uh, I understand, and I know where I mean, you're getting. <laughs> JSM, appreciate it, man. <laughs> this is what we try to do every week, man. <laughs> um. Okay. I wanted to end. Uh, we're uh, coming up on two hours. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to end today's show if you're and if you're wanting to to try and end this on a it's been a while since we've done one well before we do that we do need to talk about something that happened last night oh yeah that's right that is totally right yes um mm-hmm. okay go ahead well, apparently, apparently, well, not apparently, because it did happen. Yes, it did. Logan Paul had a boxing match that ended in just the weirdest way possible. And there were some issues during the boxing after the boxing match that you know, shouldn't have happened, but 
you know, people, they get intense and people say things they shouldn't and people go overboard. Well, that happened last night. Well, after the boxing match, Logan Paul was doing an interview after the match and pretty much called out Rey Mysterio for when he comes for when Logan comes back to the WWE. Logan pretty much called out Rey Mysterio for a US title shot. Oh I'm just, boy. I'm just gonna throw this out there and say this now. As far as I'm concerned, Logan Paul has not shown me anything that I honestly believe that would earn him a U.S. title shot. Yeah, because he's had four matches. Totally. I mean, I mean, the fact, okay, let, let me say this. During his matches, yes, he does these big spots that, oh, they're so cool, and, oh, okay, well, they're going to get a million, a million views or whatever. I, I, I don't know. They're going to get a million views on, show, on social media. Woohoo! Yay! He has these matches, and that's what he gets. But and it, he's only talked about because of those spots mm -hmm. his matches themselves are eh. and he's not been around long enough lately that I would say that has earned him another title shot or a title shot that's what I said. A title shot that has earned him a title shot. You said another the first time. Well, no. Remember, he got a title shot against Roman. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. Another title shot. I I said it right to start with. Yeah, he's done nothing to to show me that he earns another title shot. Does he, okay, Double B asked, curious if you think he brings views, merch, or any business metric? I think he only views views. He brings. That's it. If that. Hang on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this as a reference. And if he's still in here, Please do not come at me for using this comparison because I know I probably shouldn't use it, but it fits in this situation, okay? okay. And, for, and for anybody else, please do not come at me for this. Logan Paul brings views and merch sales to WWE 
the same way that Taylor Swift is bringing views and merch sales to the NFL. Oh, I can't believe you just said that. Oh, Christ. Okay. Okay. We're, <laughs> we're, go uh, we're going there now. All right. I'm just saying it's the exact same mindset. He isn't. No, he isn't wrong. He isn't wrong. Well, Again, well, I, I, I believe it, Paul. Does and, it, hang on. Does it make it right? No. Because what you're doing is you're taking the eyes and everything off of other people that are there killing themselves in the ring day after day, week after week, month after month. Good example, Seth Rollins. He's right now, he is in that ring week after week after week after week hurt just to be able to do what he loves to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Usos jumps and jump Paul's friends at Crown Jewel. Okay. That's what Evan thinks. I don't know how Usos are involved with Will and Paul, but okay. But, okay, Double B, do I get, okay, Double B asked this question, and I have already answered this before, and I'm going to give the same exact answer that I that I gave then. So do you also get mad when other part-timers like Brock get the title, if you compare it to work harder? Yes, I do. Part-timers absolutely should not have okay should they get a title shot if they're a part-timer no but if they are willing to show up do the work and then they get a title shot and then they possibly have to take time off for like personal reasons or if they get hurt or whatever that's a different situation because they showed up, they done what they needed to do to prove themselves, and they earned that title shot. But if they get hurt after they get that title shot and prove themselves, that's one of those situations that you look at actually what happened before you say, okay, we're going to have to strip you of the title. Mm -hmm. But yes. Do I absolutely get mad if a part-timer gets a title shot? Yes. Because they haven't earned it. My, my <laughs> thoughts on that particular question... Yes, I do. Um... I do I, I do get mad when they get it especially when literally their first night back it's already like confirmed 
Now, when a part-timer comes back, if a part-timer were to come back and build up to a title match, meaning, like, if they're coming back and they're on... Again, they're on a part-time contract, but they're they're um they're back they're back for like a short stint, say like a couple months, and then they earn a title shot in between there. Then I'm okay with it. Here's a great example because this has just happened recently. Okay. Just like. Cena come in because they were having a strike over in Hollywood, okay? Mm-hmm. Cena came in. Yes, he's a part-timer. Mm-hmm. Cena came in and just say that he come in and just blew up like crazy, which we all know he was going to. <laughs> and let's just say that Rey Mysterio stepped up and said, I'm going to offer you a title shot for, you know, an open challenge. I'm going to offer you a title shot. Will you take it? Not Rey Mysterio, Austin Theory. No, no, no. I'm using Cena as an example because he is part-timer. Just say Ray stepped up, offered Cena the title shot. While Cena was there, Cena got the title. Okay? Mm-hmm. If there is a chance of him leaving again, which there is, if he had the title while he was there, but he dropped the title to somebody that deserved it in between that time if he dropped the title to them before he leaves I am perfectly okay with that because Cena was there as a champion and he wasn't gone Mm -hmm. so that would be the only scenario and situation that I would be okay if a part-timer was a champion. And again, and then and that kind of coincides with what I said. If again, yeah. if they're coming back, and if they're a part-timer, they came they came back with a short stint, and literally earned that title shot. Yep. Instead yep. of the night of the return, and just be like, oh hey, I'm coming back and I'm challenging for this. Oh, I'm just gonna throw a name out there and say Charlotte Flair. Oh, we don't need. Uh, okay. Funny thing I mean, is, I'm glad. I'm. I'm glad, uh, Hold on. I'm actually glad you brought her name up because that kind of segues into what I want to bring up next. Because it's true. Because she'll come in, she'll do what she's got to do, and then she leaves for a little bit, but she comes back and she's thrown right back into the title picture. Mm-hmm. And by a little bit, she's off TV for maybe like three weeks. And do you know why she's off TV for that long? And if it's not already obvious... Boob job? I mean... Not a boob job. Not, no, just surgery. 
pretty much. When she, I mean, when she takes time off, she's getting something done. Because mm-hmm. every time she comes back, she looks different. And I personally do not like it. Well, I never really liked Charlotte Flair to begin with, but that's, I digress. But, but I don't like the fact that they that they go all, have the work done, come back, and don't look like the same person. I personally do not believe that they need to keep having all of that work done just to um, set a look for what WWE thinks that they need to look like. Oh, you know, uh, you know, Charlotte's work is not on WWE. You know, for a fact all the charlotte uh, and all the work that charlotte gets done is not wwe's doing not all of it some of it is because you've had so many women that are that have taken time off they've got work done and then they've come back and they just look completely different yeah and those women are no longer in the company natty's still there barely but she's there. Mm-hmm. Natty's had a lot of work done. Charlotte had a lot of work done. Um, I'm going to put this name out there. She's not there anymore. Dana Brooke. Mm-hmm. She, had a relic- she had a ridiculous amount of work done. So, yeah. With Triple H, I think I've seen less part-timers hold titles. That is, yeah, it, it is very promising. Yes. Oh, for sure. Now, <laughs> now we yeah, need well, to fix, oh, hold on. With that being said, though, on, on that and on that comment, I need to, and I need to loop into this. Now we need to fix the opposite part-timer excuse and get the fucking title off of Roman. I said what I said. But. I agree. I definitely agree that he has held that title for way too long and not defending it. Um, and we'll get into that. But the reason why I want to talk about this really quick, and then I'm, I'm, we're going to talk about one more thing, and then uh, and we're probably not going to end the way I wanted it to, but it's all right. Sure, go ahead. Charlotte Flair. I am in, and again, I wasn't able to watch it live, but I know what happened. And I don't, I am very confused at this point. There was a particular segment on SmackDown this week with Charlotte Flair and Nick Aldis can't remember what the hell she even said to Nick Aldis, but basically Charlotte turns around and is face to face with Jade Cargill. Yes. Do you think this is setting up Jade's first story? 
probably. But what it's also doing is it's giving Jade that TV time before she has a match. No, and, and I'm she, fine with because, it. Because everybody knows who she is. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows she's established. And he and what Triple H is wanting to do is put her on TV as much as possible to give her that exposure before he puts her in a match with somebody. But here's my confusion. First of all, well, there's a lot of confusion, but... But don't you stay confused 90% of the day? Stop giving out all my secrets, JMO. <laughs> Here's where I'm confused. I mean, I mean, it's in the past now, or sort of. It was rumored that Jade was supposed to cut her first promo at Fastlane. Didn't happen. Yeah, it was supposed to. Then it was rumored that she was supposed to be on Monday Night Raw the following Monday. She wasn't even there. Then well, she made a cameo appearance. She arrived at the Performance Center during the NXT episode. Wasn't on TV. Yeah, she was. Well, she well, was, but she that. wasn't. Yeah, other than that, yeah. Yeah. And now she's popping in. And, and, and I get it. The TV time to build her up. Here's where my confusion is. I get that you're supposed to, you're trying to get TV time and and honestly I'm all for it. I I, I really am. I'm I'd rather have these moments than like the advertisement of like Forbes uh, Forbes ESPN says says it's the hottest signing to WWE blah blah blah. I, I agree. I agree. So I would again I would rather have these cameos but where here's where the confusing part and I get and I get that we're literally tomorrow is the season premiere of Monday Night Raw I get it what the hell show is she on <laughs> that's where I'm confused she's literally other than Raw so far but I would not put it past WWE that we're probably going to get at some point, we're gonna get a cameo of Jade probably backstage or arriving to the uh, to the arena again. But from what from what I understand, mm -hmm. from what I understand, her show, the show that she's going to be on, okay, to actually have matches mm -hmm. eventually, mm -hmm. is going to be raw. Okay. Honestly, I'm that, actually okay with that. That's what I understand now. Mm -hmm. Could they have already changed it amongst creative and amongst everybody else backstage? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. but from what I understand right now, what the reports are going around and what I, like I said, what I understand, she's going to be on Raw. Okay. I'm honestly, I'm okay with that. I am. 
I'm okay, and I'm okay with that. I know a lot of people saying, "Oh yeah, she needs to go back in, and she needs to start at NXT, whatever." Do I think she should start in NXT? Yeah, possibly. I don't know. Let's just see what uh, like. Let's literally just see a kind of sort of going back to the slight argument that we had earlier. Let's just take a chance on her. I mean, yeah, we ever and everybody knows her from AEW, but. It has been said on record that WWE is a whole new pla uh, platform. They have more rules. They have more regulations. They have, you know what I mean? They have more training or whatever. But whatever show she ends up on, whether she starts at NXT or whatever, let's just take a chance on her. Let's just see what she uh, she can do. What uh, I mean, we're not gonna know what WWE, uh, WWE has planned for her until she has her first match, or first maybe first couple matches, depending on. I honestly believe that her first match, depending on who it's with, let. I'm just saying this, depending on who it's with. Because I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. I honestly believe that her first match is going to prove and show everything that we're going to need to know about how far she has come from AEW. If she gets in the ring with somebody like Rhea or Charlotte or Becky, Becky, yeah. If she gets in the ring with one of them and she just absolutely blows it out of the out of the park out of the building, you know, out of the water, whatever you want to say it. If she just, if she just, just surpasses all expectations, great. I hear Becky. But, if, <laughs> but, but hang on. It, let's just say she was to get in the ring with somebody like Chelsea Green or... Uh, and I know SmackDown. I understand SmackDown. I know. Just say she was to get in the ring with somebody like Chelsea Green or if she was to get into the ring with somebody like Natalia. Okay? Mm -hmm. Especially Natalia. If she got in the ring with Natty and just had, had absolutely the worst match I have ever seen in my life, whose fault is that? Jade's or Natty's? Depends on what happens. Honestly. But you get what I'm but you get what I'm asking though, right? Yeah, I know. With Natty being established as she is and supposed to be one of the best women wrestlers of all time. <laughs> if she makes if she makes Jade look bad, is that Natty's fault? Or is it Jade's fault for just not being that good? Kobu, I love you. 
Um. That's not why I mentioned her. <laughs> you knew it was coming, though. Yeah, but whatever. Um, um, whatever. But yeah. No, I, I, but I, I totally, I, I totally know what you mean, and I know you're not the biggest fan of Jade to begin with. So. But, but if she goes in there with somebody like Charlotte and Becky or Rhea, because, dude, those women, I'm just going to throw this out there. Yeah, Charlotte, okay. I agree Charlotte doesn't need title matches every other month or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Bianca she's... is currently injured right now. But, yeah. but you know, they, Charlotte can go in the ring. Yeah. Like her so, hair. She can. Yeah. So what I'm saying is if you've got somebody like Becky or Charlotte or Rhea... Those women, those women could get in there, and we say it a lot. They could wrestle a broom and and have a have a four star match. Mm-hmm. You know, you get them in there with Jade. They're going to do their best to make her look good. Only if she has gotten better and had some more training since she left AEW. Because in in AEW, she reminded me, and I've said this all, I might have said this on the podcast before, but I know for a fact I've said it off the podcast Mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. Jade when she was in AEW, reminded me of Bill Goldberg when he first showed up in WCW, and then all of a sudden he needed to have a match with Regal, and Regal showed showed just how bad he was. No, yeah, and I know you've said that. I think you've said it on both, so. Okay, but mm-hmm. I mean, for real, if she's gotten better and she has a, she has awesome matches with those three women, then that's going to show just how far she's come. You know, but, since since she started. But the other thing is, those three women. I don't know if, depending on how it's booked, I don't know if those are a proper first match in WWE. I would say first match she needs to have only because she understands the business and she's not afraid to put people over. Kobu, don't say it. Go ahead. But the, the first person that they need to get to face Jade 
Again, only because she understands how to put people over. Oh, shit. It's... Okay. Sorry, I was reading Kobo's comment. Go ahead. It's Becky. Okay. Becky can make her have a good match and also let Jake go over. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, thinking about that now, I could see that because, um, um, I mean, honestly, who better? No, uh, uh, again, right, uh, thinking about it, uh, yes, because, especially if you take the title off of Becky. Um, you take the title off of Becky just so that it doesn't look like she's going for the NXT title. Correct. Um, but at the same time, maybe that could be that could be something. Being that NXT is kind of becoming a third brand anyway, because Becky's yeah. still showing up with the NXT title on Raw. Yeah. So. But, but no, believe... like thinking back on uh, thinking about your point, I I think that would be a valid first match, and especially kind of like building up to it, too. You know. But does she? But she doesn't. And again, this is one of those situations. First match does not need to be for the title. Oh no! 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 no. Not I mean, uh, not for the title, but first match against I mean, Becky, maybe uh, whether as champion not, or not. And I know that, and I know that's not what you were getting at. What I'm getting at is it absolutely does not need to be for the title. No, I'm, 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 I'm I agree. It does not need to be for the title. But again, whether Becky's champion or not, you could still maybe have the fir uh, her first match against Becky Lynch. And have and and have Jade win. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Just to prove, and that and again, this is going to prove how good she has gotten from AEW. I have always said if Jade gets the proper training and proper storylines, she could. Be the top wrestler in AEW, and she could be a top wrestler in AEW. AEW didn't give her either. Correct. Yeah. Uh, her being in WWE now, I think she can be a top wrestler with who all will be in. Will be. Yeah. Will be training. Yeah, and that's what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, as long as she, my only worry about Jade right now is Endeavor. They want her to be on top immediately, but Hunter and HBK don't want to do that yet. I agree. And I and think you know, that's why they're they're both trying to like build her up by giving her these cameos. Yes, mm -hmm. and you know we were talking about earlier 
you know, would I be okay with, with you know, a long undefeated streak for certain people? Mm-hmm. Jade can go undefeated, but nothing like they were trying to do in AEW. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, her have her be dominant. If again, if she looks good and she's gotten better, mm-hmm. yes, yes, give her a little stretch of wins, but then have then have her have somebody come in like Rhea as a heel, have somebody come in and pretty much put her in her place. I have two and I have two immediate questions because I legitimately don't know. So I'm going to rely either on you, JMO, or the chat. One was Jade heel or babyface in AEW? One hundred percent or no? No, she was one thousand percent a heel. Okay. And two, how long? How long has it been in between? Her AEW expiring and her WWE signing. Immediately. So. I'm I'm figuring from the time that her contract was up to the time she signed was two weeks, maybe. So. Maybe. What up, Kicks in? Welcome in. Oh, Dark Country. Oh, yeah, it did go on way longer than it was supposed to, only because the person that that was supposed to beat her got hurt. And the person we're talking about in AEW is Chris Statlander. She got hurt, and Jade was supposed to lose to her months before she was that she actually did mm-hmm. but the reason uh, the only reason why I'm asking of the time in between the signings is because you said you keep saying depending on how many how much training she's gotten in between AEW and now if it's only been two weeks chances well, are well, unless well, she's in the well, gym well, literally every single day but it's also been two weeks since she signed. That doesn't mean. Or it, hang on. I'm not. I'm not saying two wait, weeks is wait, not long wait, enough. Wait, wait, wait. It was like two weeks when she signed. It hasn't been two weeks since she left until she showed up on TV. Okay. It's been a month or so in between all of that. Okay. That, but she's and also, that's what I was trying to do. She's also been at the performance center working out and getting training at the performance center. Okay. Since she's, you know, you know, since she left. Yeah, Dark Country just because said she's she, been, uh, he thinks she's yeah. been at the, okay. For over a month now. Yeah. But you've also got to think. She actually had to come into the performance center and had to have a tryout 
before she was able to put pen to paper. Mm -hmm. So she's been at the performance center, but she's also, you know, yeah, she's yeah she's been getting some training. Okay. No. And fine. if you're at the performance center every day, with the with the group of people that's down there, dude, if I was able to do it, if I could go to the performance center, dude, I could have a match in a month and look good. Well, with your, I mean, never mind. I said if I was able. I know. That's how. That's how good of people that they have at that performance center. Oh, and J-Bone, check this out. Check this out. If you were able, I already got your gimmick. Oh my god. Cyborg Mo. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, with all the with all the metal I got in my body. Uh-huh. Yeah. See? Cyborg. Um, hold on. And hold on. I I I got one better. Cyborg? Right? I mean, this uh, hear me out on this. Combine Cyborg with your CEW character, and you could still maybe come as a pimp. Oh my god! <laughs> pimp Mo is real, baby. I'm just saying. And I and I and I would literally give people the pimp hand. See? See? Okay, mm -hmm. um, um, hashtag get JMO paid and hashtag pimpmo needs to come. Okay, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait hashtag a minute. pimpmo. <laughs> okay, yeah, please, please do not put hashtag pimpmo needs to come. No, uh uh, no, because somebody would put, no, somebody would put a misspelling on that and we'd be in trouble. Hashtag pimpmo needs to come to WWE. You didn't okay. let me finish. Jesus. Okay. Okay. But yeah, somebody would put a spelling on, a different spelling. Yeah, I know. I know. And we'd be in trouble. I mean, uh, we but, all have our naughty toys, but that's uh, that's another. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, hang on. I'm I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask a question right quick. Mm -hmm. Dark Country, were you in chat a little bit ago when? Um, hang on. Where was it? Who? You were talking about Logan Paul, uh, comparing Logan Paul. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Jesus, it okay. Was, it was Double B that asked if I think that Paul, or that Logan Paul brings views or whatever to the w, to WWE. And I made a comparison. I was wondering if Dark Country was in here when I made that comparison. No, I wasn't. Okay. I was having a mental breakdown over to 49. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, they actually lost today to the Bones. Um, Ouch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, they lost by two points. Um, hmm. Double B asked earlier if I thought that Logan Paul brought views, merch, or anything to the WWE. And I said that if you were in here 
and anybody else, I hope that y'all don't come at me for this comparison. So just please brace, your, uh, brace yourself, Dart. Yes. I said that yes, Logan brings views to the WWE and he brings merch sales to the WWE the exact same way that Taylor Swift's Taylor Swift brings views and merch sales to the NFL. <laughs> I'm literally waiting for the comment. Fucking Christ. <laughs> Facts. No, look what he said. Facts. I mean, it's true. I mean, I hate to make that comparison, but the way the world is now, if you are super huge on social media, you're going to make an impact everywhere you show up. Okay, that's going to be taken out of context, but okay. Why? If you are huge on social media. For real. I know. I mean, if okay, if you've got... I'm just going to throw this number out there. If you've got 500,000 followers or subscribers or whatever on social media... You are a huge, huge influencer on, on what people do, what, what people say, and what people buy. That's just 100% facts. And I hate to, I mean, I do, I hate to make that comparison of Logan Paul and Taylor Swift, but it's true. And again, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um. Yeah, it, it's and I thought and, and to be to be completely honest with you, somehow I thought you were gonna go a completely different route. But now I don't know how the hell it was gonna go. So it's fine. Because I knew, like, as soon as you said, when you initially made the comparison, and you said, if he's still in here, I knew immediately you were talking about Dark, but I thought you were going to go a completely different way. So, but, it's fine. Um, last thing I want to talk about, um, and now... JMO, here's where you come in because I didn't know this until you told me this, I believe, last night. It is rumored, I guess, or planned or something, I guess. It is very well talked about right now. And, the, and like high possibilities and stuff like that, right? Yeah. That... The Viper, Randy Orton, is apparently set to return at Survivor Series. Correct, but we, we do not know yet Right. if there's a match 
or if it's just returned cameo mm-hmm. or promo or, or what teaser but, yeah yeah but as it as the reports are telling now Randy Orton at Survivor Series Here's what I think uh, here's what I think on this Am I going to be glad to see him back? Duh. It's Orton. The guy, you know, other than this major surgery and his, what was it, uh, his rotator cuff, like, years ago. I mean, the guy, the guy's in-ring talent, in my opinion, in my personal opinion, does not age. Like, he... As soon as he retires and becomes eligible for the Hall of Fame, he's going in. There's no question. I think he's already eligible now. I really do. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. and Hang on. I'm fixing to throw a rant out and just, just go with me, okay? Uh-oh. You just said that you think he's eligible now. Yep. This is where my rant starts. Oh, Christ. Um, hold, uh, before you start, um, no, we did not discuss that yet. Kicks in. We actually, I, I didn't know about it, but. I had seen something. And I hadn't, I don't have enough information with that yet to talk about it. All right. Anyway. Rant time with JMO, guys. Brace yourself. Here we go. And I don't do this much. Y'all know that. No, he doesn't. (laughs) And I don't, uh, I, uh, for the record, uh, and sorry, I don't mean to keep stopping you for the record i have no idea what he's about to say oh i guarantee you that there is going to be um agreement when i when i say this from almost everybody so i'm I'm not in this by myself debatable but no i'm just kidding go ahead under no uncertain terms from here on out uh oh should a wrestler be eligible or be inducted into the hall of fame if they are still an active competitor The reason for the Hall of Fame, and it's for every other sport, you are never, you are never eligible for the Hall of Fame until you retire. From, from just football, 
When you retire from football, you have to be retired for a certain amount of time. Baseball, same way. Basketball, same way. Yeah, and double B, yeah, I get that wrestlers never really retire. Okay, I get that. But the thing about it is, when you get when you get guys that are just have done everything that they possibly can, they get to a certain age, they know they can't do it anymore. Let them retire, okay? Let them just walk away and let them just let them just be done. And then I would say. Don't give them immediate. I'm okay for like NFL or basketball or whatever. They usually usually they have to be retired for like two years. Usually, some sometimes usually. Okay. You know, average whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying exact, but you know, roughly. Mm-hmm. But you know. Um, if you know, it just just say it's two years. If if they're not doing anything, you know, if you know, I'm done. I retire. I'm done. Mm-hmm. After two years, they're eligible to be put into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. After they're in the Hall of Fame. They are no longer able to compete in the ring ever. Can they show up on TV? Absolutely. Because you've got um, you've got Hall of Famers for other sports that are showing up on TV as analysts, broadcasters, whatever but as soon as you're in the hall of fame you are completely done from any in ring competition ever and this has happened more times than i can count recently and it needs to stop it's only happened twice i think in wwe history it's rick flair and Rey mysterio But then you've got people. Then you've got people in other companies. That okay, I'm just gonna bring this up. No, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, Kurt Angle. Yeah. After he was after he was in the Hall of Fame, he got you know he was right back in the ring. You know what I mean? And uh, Kurt Angle did when? Oh yeah, against Baron Corbin, or whatever. But he, but uh, but he was still in. He was in the Hall of Fame, but he was still active in the ring. Mm-hmm. That doesn't need to happen. If you if you say I'm retired, 
and then you go into the Hall of Fame, you're done. You know, I that that's the end of okay, yeah, that's the end of that rant. But yeah, when you say you're done and you're in the Hall of Fame, you should be done. Because no other sport would allow that. Yeah. But I think that's where on WWE's term and on WWE's side they're sports and entertainers. And yeah, but again, that's one of those situations that you need to learn to save people from themselves. I know. But the other thing, and you get, and they also yeah. got to remember and, though. And, yeah. Okay. Double B. Yeah. And that last comment that you just made, that's that's my point. He said, for any of that to happen, WWE needs to treat the Hall of Fame seriously. It's like a prop, like all pro wrestling titles. Mm-hmm. I, it, that's my point. If you're going to put them in the Hall of Fame, make it a Hall of Fame. And, I mean, if you're there, you're there. And you're done. And, again, that's like all the other... That's like all the other, and I keep referencing it, all the other sports around the country, you know, yes, they have Hall of Fames, but you have to be retired for a certain amount of time before you're able to be inducted. And when you get inducted, you're done. But when I, I'm, okay, let me ask you this then. Let me ask you this then. If WWE puts somebody in an in the Hall of Fame and they're retired, whatever, and then they come back, then what do you do? Strip them of the uh, the Hall of Fame status? You do not allow them to come back to in-ring competition. You can have them show up on TV, okay? You know, kind of what The Undertaker did mm-hmm. this past week? Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, and, and, and no, I agree. What, what? What? Hang on. What Rey Mysterio is doing right now? No, that should not have been done. Because he got inducted to the Hall of Fame, and he, dude, he's never slowed up. Because I don't think he knows how. <laughs> But you get what I mean, though. No, I and I do, I do. Yeah, but he, ultimately, ultimately, the WWE's inductions are WWE's decision. It's not like and it's not like an active superstar is like, oh hey, I want to go into the WWE and I want to go into the Hall of Fame this year. That's not really that's on what, them. It's WWE's it choice. Yeah, but WWE, they don't they don't automatically say, "Hey, you're going in." 
WWE offers someone the chance to accept the invitation of going in. Yeah. If they offer it to somebody and then they say, okay, I think I've still got some time left. I still want to keep wrestling. That's okay. But as soon as they say, or, you know, just say, you know, just say they automatically say, okay, I'm tired. I can't do this anymore. And they retire. They have to wait a certain amount of time before they are allowed to be even get an invitation to join, to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know it's an invitation thing. Yeah. And, and see, and that's that. Like I said, I was sure. I was sure that I was going to get agreement in this, but I also understand that there are people that have different of opinions, and you know, and that's fine. But to me. To go into the Hall of Fame, you no longer are allowed to be an active in-ring competitor, and you have to wait a certain amount of time before you get an invitation to join. And when you join, you're done. No, I, I mean I I agree, and I I see I hear what you're saying. I do agree that the Hall of Fame, unfortunately, is a joke. Um, it didn't used to be. Yeah, well, times have changed, and um, times change, and I think WWE is in a way. I know, and I know we keep saying that they're never gonna, uh, they're never gonna run out, but I think they're, in my opinion, I think they, they are. I think they're running oh. out of people. And that's why they are using so many active people right now and inducting them. And it's not right. Because there are so many people that's already retired, already left in-ring competition, that deserve to be inducted, that haven't been inducted yet. Don't ask me for an example right now. No, I'm not going to ask you an example. Why? I'm just saying that there's people that's not there yet that would probably deserve it, but what they're doing is they're looking at who they got now. Oh, well, they've done this in in their career. They've done this recently in their career. Oh, well, let's offer them a a shot even though they're still wrestling. That's wrong. Because you're pretty much much telling the guys that come before them, screw y'all, y'all didn't do enough while y'all were here, even though it's our fault, and you're not getting in. Exactly, right there. 
Double B just got one right there. Demolition. They need to be in the Hall of Fame. I feel, and I feel like, uh, uh, unfortunately, this is only my opinion. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with the demolition thing. I feel like, in my personal opinion, one of the reasons why WWE is kind of maybe maybe going with the current active crop is because depending on depending on the wrestler the wrestlers that you say that deserve to go in depending on their past because WWE has shown it depending on what they did in the past regardless of their in-ring work what they did in the past on their personal life is deeming them not to go in Okay, when you say that their past is pretty much coming back to home. Mm-hmm. Example. You want me to give an example? Yeah, give me an example. China. She's in the Hall of Fame with DX. Yeah, but people... On her own... No, on her own, no, she's not because because of her past. Wait, no, here's my question. If if they were to offer the induction to her personally, who would they get to accept it? Who did they get to accept it for when she was in DX? DX accepted it for her as a whole. So I think they would get her sister. Her sister is the only one that was relatively close and uh, that was closest to her. Well, let me ask you this question. Does anybody know who her sister is and would anybody care that it's her sister? doesn't matter if they care about the sister. It's the fact of who's getting inducted. Maybe. Maybe. Yes. Yes, we are, Dark. Now, should she go in... Okay, I, I do get what you're saying about her past. But the fact that she's already in there along with yep okay hang on just a second before I continue dark country here's the problem with that though Sonny is having worse trouble than China ever thought about 
Because as of right now, Sonny is in some major legal trouble. Um, so, yeah, she probably would not show up on TV. Um, well, and but, again, I'm only, I'm, we're only using China as the yeah. example. But the, but the fact that China is already in the Hall of Fame in DX. And I truly believe that that was 100% a Triple H thing. Oh, duh. No, just, I truly believe that that was a Triple H thing. And now with the fact that we are under... Endeavor rule, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe that the fact she's already in there with DX prompts her personal life going in separately. Okay. Because Endeavor. Yeah, I'm sure they know exactly what she done, how she done it, and what all she went through and blah, blah, whatever. We all know. But um, but with, as again, as I said, with it being endeavor rule now if she was to go in by herself I think this would be the only way Dark said HBK and X-Pac X-Pac are the reason for her yeah I've seen that but I mean but still but again back to um, back to my point again I was only using China China as yeah. an example, the people yeah. that you say uh, that you say I'm not saying everybody's bad, I'm not, but I'm saying the people that you're saying that deserve to be in it that aren't. Maybe there's a reason. There's a hidden reason why they're not. And I feel like, and I feel like WWE has shown, again. China as an example, possibly, of what but, that person did in their past is coming back to haunt them, deeming them not eligible for the uh, the Hall of Fame. Read, 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 read that last comment. Just say in closing. And and that comment right there pretty much should mean that yeah if somebody's done something in their past you also need to look at what they've done in ring and for the sport and for the company and yeah And I agree. And there's another name that apparently we're not allowed to say on live Twitch. So. Yeah. So yeah, Double B. Yeah. Outside of Brandy, who 
function. You should be banned from the Hall of Fame. Wait a minute. Hey, said outside of such and such, the name we're not allowed to say. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm... Yeah, outside of him, who should be banned? I'm not saying anybody should be banned. I'm not. What I'm I saying it. is there's people that's not in there yet that need to be in there. I... Other, other than, other than active competitors. And again, putting active competitors in there needs to stop. That was my whole rant, and that was the whole point of this. Mm -hmm. No, and what Dark, I, can, I completely agree. I don't think you should either. I mean... But, I got an and to going back to Double B's question, personally, I mean, and not that I, I don't have, I have a name that possibly, possibly should be taken out of the Hall of Fame that he's already in, I think, as far as I know. And it's a very, very popular name, but I don't know if I should say it. <laughs> Exactly. hundred well, dude, hundred percent. Technically, kickstand, we have brought that up on a previous episode. Mm-hmm. That there is no real voting when it comes to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And I think they should. Especially with the WWE. Now, again, go uh, go back. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Double B literally just said the name. Oh, yeah, absolutely he needs to be in there. No. No, he shouldn't. Why? I think Benoit should, yes, but I think Snooker oh, shouldn't. Yeah. Oh, absolutely Snooker should be in there. Why? Why not? It's Jimmy Snooker. I mean, the reason why, okay, here's the reason why on, on, on my argument on, on Snooka. If Benoit is banned from the Hall of Fame from for what he did, Snooka yes. should be taken out. But here's the... Was... Okay... Was he ever... Okay. People are saying that he did it. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. He was never actually charged and convicted of anything. Because he was already passed by them. I don't... And Yeah, but see... Yeah, he was... Yeah. But the fact that he was never charged or convicted of anything 
then no, 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 uh-uh, uh-uh, and no, uh-uh, no, they need, no. If there is anybody that deserves it over some of the people that's in there recently, Jimmy Snooker needs to be there 1,000%. Because if it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for him, then there are some people that we wouldn't have in there, or we wouldn't even have wrestling at all. And we wouldn't have spots and highlights that we have gotten over the years. Prime example, hang on, prime example. If it wasn't for Jimmy Snuka, you wouldn't have got uh, Mick Foley. And you wouldn't have got the hell in the cell, and he wouldn't have got thrown through the table. In 2017, charges were dismissed because of his health. But he was on his way. He was on his way to jail. So, technically, he did get charged. Okay, question. When did when did it happen? Uh, that I don't know. But, exactly. And, and, and again, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm, I'm saying... Uh, 1983. 1983 or so. See, Dave, that... Holy crap, that's a long time. Exactly, but what I, the point I'm trying to get at is if Benoit is banned from the Hall of Fame for what he did in his personal life and the way he went out, how is that any different from Snooka's situation? I'm I, I, and again, Dark Country said it and and said it earlier don't care what they did in the personal life that should be respect for what they did in in ring i agree that's why i think benoit should be in because of his in ring performance but wwe but hang on i am i never i never once said that benoit didn't need to go in Not one time have I ever said that. I never said you did. But, yes, he needs to be in there for what he did while he was in-ring competitor and while he was wrestling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was what he did bad? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Was there a reasoning behind it? Absolutely. But as far as what he did while he was in the ring, dude, it's it's hard to find anybody better. Mm-hmm. And, and again, but and, and that's why I bring it up. That's why I say... 
WWE has a record of whatever they did in the past as a person is possibly blocking them from being inducted into the actual Hall of Fame. Now, and that, on- and that doesn't make it, and that doesn't make it right. And that's where things need to change. Like somebody brought up earlier, where we need to start having a voting system. A hundred percent. I think it should a hundred percent be up to the fans. Or at and least, to- at least like, and at we least, like, put, uh, put, uh, give us like the nominees or something, and and help you narrow and help WWE narrow it down, or something. And but you know we have we have talked about this before that there needs to be you know options nominees like you were saying a certain number and then whoever gets top five out of just say 10 mm-hmm. whoever gets top five they go in mm-hmm. or and if, whoever they, gets if the, that person accepts I mean you could probably still keep yeah. it as like an invitation thing or something but and whoever, and whoever gets top votes is headliner that year there you go now one thing I want to uh, that I want to touch on a little bit on the Hall of Fame subject because this just kind of <laughs> went holy balls like out of nowhere. But what all I got, all I gotta say is y'all are welcome for this, I guess. Yeah, thanks, man. It's all your fault, Jamo. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, and, wait a minute. In a look. good way, calm your tits, okay? Wait a Whoa. minute. Wait a minute. It that just sounded kind of weird. You, like it's you're saying it's all my fault. In that's, a good way. I know. Let me finish. No. You said you said it's all my fault. Dude, that's basically sounding like my wife. Oh my god, it's all your fault that this happened. Well. Yeah. She's not. I'm. I'm just saying. She's not wrong. Anyway. <laughs> Even if it's good or bad, it's usually my fault. <laughs> no, me. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> shots fired anyway um no but here's what uh, here's what i want to say about the hall of fame and then we should honestly wrap this up um with the new i mean we said it before you know before we got on this like weird tangent on the hall of fame um inductees and and whatever maybe we had uh, i mean we had uh, we said it earlier that Unfortunately, the WWE, uh, the WWE Hall of Fame as a joke, and is a joke. Like, I mean, I think we're all in agreement with that. Maybe, maybe that's one of the changes coming with this new ownership of Endeavor. Maybe. I'm not saying it is, but you know, 
obviously with this whole big sale, there was, you know, you have to imagine that there was negotiations, um, like left, right, and center, and just maybe, maybe the Hall of Fame from here on out can possibly be taken more seriously. Because there's new ownership. And maybe, maybe with Triple H, maybe with Triple H fully in control, I mean, I, I don't know if Triple H was like in charge of the Hall of Fame or whatever. I, I know according to the WWE documentaries or whatever, like he always made the calls or something, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe under Triple H's vision, Maybe it's his vision that, hey, we're going to actually make the, uh, we're going to, you know, get people to care about this Hall of Fame now. Like they used to. I mean, Triple H isn't stupid. We all know this. So, UFC does not, does not do great. It does not do a great job either with their Hall of Fame. Okay. Well, I'm 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 just saying I'm not saying it's going to be or whatever, but maybe under Triple H's vision now, we have hope because again, Triple H isn't stupid, you guys. So, um, So, with that being said, um, again, we're going on three and a half hours, Jamo. Yeah, I know. Um, good show though, honestly. I mean, we got a lot. Of, uh, we got a lot of feedback, which is what we, what we genuinely ask for. Um, oh yeah, and I, I think. Uh, Personally, I think today we got a lot more interaction with everybody than than normal. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, and and again, you guys, that's what we ask for. I mean, that's why we do, and that's why we do this in the first place. So, um, for anybody new here, um, if JSM is still in here or adaptive whatever uh jmo i'm gonna let you do your uh normal closing and i'm gonna find somebody to write out okay you know i say this every week you know we appreciate y'all being here listening to us rant talk a lot of bs go back and forth with each other you know just what we do um <laughs> don't know anybody that likes Podcasts, like to listen to them, watch them, whichever. Uh, we are on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and now Instagram. Yes, sir. Thanks to Crazy. Thanks to Crazy on that one. That's not on me. I don't do Instagram. I, the funny um, thing is, I barely do too. But I just, I 
we were told by another podcaster that, hey, uh, get on social media and get the word out there. And we're like, all right, fine. So. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're all, again, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Instagram. Uh, go check us out. Like, follow, subscribe, whatever there might be. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as I know, all episodes are up, correct? Other than today? I believe so, yes. I will okay. I will double check for all, that. For, for yeah. all the for all the new people that are joining or have joined, go check out the old ones. And you know, y'all will kinda understand where some of the references are coming from. Uh and again, you know, Thank y'all for listening, watching, and just letting us just talk. Yeah, I mean that's what that, that's what we kind of do. Um, yeah. And I want to add to that. Um, if you guys ever want to be a guest on the show, um, please, please reach out to us. Um, we want guests. If you. If you yourself want to be a guest, or if you even have ideas of who we can maybe get as a guest, um, again, let us know. We want to like we want to build this thing, um, and just see where this goes. Um, I've I've put feelers out there on past episodes as well that like we want to get. And this isn't any disrespect at all to, um, you know, our own community at all. Because it's not. It's not. But, like, we want to get... We want to get maybe, like, high-profile people, you know, because it seems like everybody else seems to get them or whatever, so why can't we? I know I have put feelers out there of, like, yeah, we're not going to know until we try, but... (laughs) I literally don't know how. Like, what is the best way to... To... Ooh. Oh my god. <laughs> Logan Paul. I mean, we would definitely... We would probably... Um... We would probably blow up if we get... And I mean... If we I'm, get, I'm just crazy. I'm just gonna say this. If you were to get him for the show, you'd be doing it by yourself that day. Dude, I don't even know if I would be able to do it. Seriously, like, I don't... I don't know if I would be able to interview him. Yeah, but I'm just saying, yeah, you'd be doing that by yourself that day. Yeah, and I would be... wanting to virtually slap him across the face after every question. (laughs) Or new U.S. champ. Wait, we got a new U.S. champ. I am the Prime Man. Okay. Okay. I've honestly never tried Prime. Um. I don't, but yeah, if we got Logan Paul, um, 
I don't know what the hell I would do with myself. I I literally don't because I do not like I don't like Logan. I don't and but as far as the show I would try to find the respect to like, you know, interview him, but I don't know. It would be insane, but again, I would like I would just keep thinking of like how much I hate him and I would try to do the respect and and it probably wouldn't end well but then again probably knowing him too he'd be like and he I don't know whatever I, I, I just don't think it would end well and it probably wouldn't end well for my own twitch you know channel so but if you do know of if you have any suggestions of guests and I don't want to I don't want to necessarily speak for both of us but like JMO it probably do, it wouldn't even have to necessarily be wrestling it could be sports it could be um yeah. maybe musicians oh, yeah. or you know what I mean it doesn't necessarily mean I mean yeah we're the wrestling freaks but the little caveat is they're actually right on the top of the screen right there and with a little bit of chaos. That's kind of the key of we're pretty much open to almost uh, just about any guest. So, yeah. But... Well, I, I'm going to mute in here and, you know, let you do what you need to do. All right. To write up. All right. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna mute in here as well. Also. Uh, yes, guys, we're about to write out. I'm gonna go grab something to eat. I might come back live again tonight. I might come back live again tonight because I kind of, I don't know yet, but. I kind of want to play more of AC Mirage and um, you know with the wrestle uh, with all the wrestling that we do I'm not really finding a whole lot of uh, time to be able to stream that other than you know in between them so if you see me live again tonight then you know why um, if I do again if I do come live again we're gonna go we're gonna play Assassin's Creed Mirage. So, and that would be if I did, it would probably be within hour, hour and a half, something like that. So, just again, if you get a notification, like if you're on your phone, if you get a notification that oh, Crazy Eyes is live again, then you know why. I'd appreciate it if you come and um, come in, but don't have to and again it's not even promised that we're uh, that we're gonna do it um let's see let's go um so everybody in chat copy and paste the uh hashtags that jmo just put in thank you guys again for sticking around uh awesome awesome show um, let's go raid. Yeah, let's go raid this guy right here. We're gonna go raid to get 
the tables. He is an, an awesome, awesome uh, wrestling content creator. I think he's and he's got his own EFED, I believe. Awesome dude. He's also kind of a wrestling journalist a little bit. So, um, again, hashtag Crazy Eyes Creed, Crazy Eyes Sent Me, and Wrestling Freaks Pod. Um, if I don't go live again tonight, I will. See, we will see you guys tomorrow for CEW Mayhem. Um, but if I do go live tonight, we'll see you shortly, I guess. So, thanks everybody. Um, we'll see you soon, possibly.